Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Braddon. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin, Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, we have finally made it yet again to another mm-hmm. weekend of SEC action, Shane. We got a number of games to discuss. I'm fired up. How about mm-hmm. you, buddy? Mike, I am extremely pumped up. Got my picks ready, and and I'm gonna tell you, this one took a while. I don't know about you, man, but I'm going through it, and I'm like, golly, that that spread may be perfect. Can we do a push here? <laughs> uh, I'm going through it, and man, and I don't know if it if it comes true, but it's it's shaping up to be a hell of a weekend, man. Yeah, no doubt, Shane. So we're gonna be getting into all these games. We got our prize pick selections, as always. Yep. We got our wagers of the week. Don't forget <laughs> promo code SEC for both those prize picks and wager. You can find that information in the show notes. We're going to have a little bit more on that in just a second. But before we get to our pick, Shane, reach out to my good friend Jake Wimberly, host mm-hmm. of the Afternoon Drive ESPN Radio 105.9 FM out of Jackson, Mississippi. One of the best out there, Shane, and I knew he'd have some good inside information on the Mississippi State Bulldogs and the Ole Miss Rebels. Mm-hmm. Two big games this weekend in the SEC. Jake has been covering Will Rogers since uh, he was in the eighth grade. So <laughs> let's kick it over to this interview, Shane. I, I think the fans, we hit on a number of SEC teams here, not just the Mississippi schools. Uh, really good stuff here from Jake. All right, we're pleased to once again be joined by friend of the show, Jake Wimberly. You know him as the host of the Afternoon Drive, ESPN Radio 105.9 out of Jackson, Mississippi. And, of course, he's the owner of the CFBHourglass.com. Jake, thanks for joining us once again. I really appreciate you. Michael, always a pleasure to jump on your show. It's one of the best ones out there uh, when you talk about Southeastern Conference and football in general. I appreciate you for having me. Yeah, no doubt. And you are the go-to man when it comes to one of the nation's best quarterbacks this year, Will Rogers. You also called his high school games there at Brandon. So are you surprised at all that he has taken his game to this elite level, or did you always see it in Mississippi State's quarterback? You know, that's a great question. I I never knew what Will's ceiling was going to be. And I don't think he's reached it yet, honestly. I mean, I think Will's going to have an opportunity to play on Sundays. What does that look like? We don't know yet, uh, you know, as a backup role or a starter in the National Football League. But I always felt like Will Rogers was somewhat underestimated. Um, I know his father really well. He is a friend uh, and uh, also, you know, still the offensive coordinator at Brandon High School, as you referenced. But I've been doing play-by-play for Brandon 11 or 12 years. I've, I've known Will since he was a young guy. And, you know, I can remember seeing Will sitting in the press box with his father as an eighth grader with a headset on when Gardner Minshew was throwing the ball around Brandon High School as a, as a quarterback. So, you know, Will always took a little bit of criticism coming through. Um, you know, he played with Jonathan Mingo, who was at Ole Miss. And I can remember his junior year when Mingo was a senior. Uh, Rodgers had a big year, but then Rodgers got a lot of criticism going into his senior year saying, well, he lost Mingo. He's, we're going to see that he's not that good, which I never – you know, and a lot of that comparison comes back to Minshew. But then all he did was put up massive numbers his senior year. And, of course, uh, you know, you got to credit Joe Moorhead for getting in early 
on Will Rogers and, and, and making a good uh, foundation there. And of course, with Mike Leach, uh, having that relationship with Gardner Minshew, I think it was a natural fit for Will because Will's father, uh, you know, calls a lot of football. He's been doing it a long time. He's very familiar with the air raid and took a lot of those concepts and brought it to Mississippi high school football. So it was a perfect fit for Will and to see him really flourish the way he has done. I am not surprised considering the student of the game that he is and the fact that I mean, Will was literally calling plays on his high school football team his senior year because his football coach told him that. I asked him, I said, yeah, you get a third down situation or a second down situation. I said, you guys, I see Will checking. Is that him or is that you guys? And he said, that is all Will. He does it himself. So I'm not that shocked. And do you think he can keep um, this pace going as, of course, they go into conference play this week heading down to, to Death Valley? I think so. I mean, you look at this offense, and, and one of the things that I've been interested to see with Mississippi State is it's more consistency than last year. You know, you look at last year, they almost lost to Louisiana Tech to open the, open the season. They had to come back and win that game. They went on the road and lost to Memphis. There was a lot of inconsistency. You know, they go on the road and beat Auburn and a comeback win in Texas A&M on the road and then lose the Liberty Bowl game to a, you know, a salty, pretty good Texas Tech team, but they probably shouldn't have lost the game. So, you go get Memphis, you take care of Memphis, spook one, you go out to Arizona, you play pretty flawless. And, you know, this is year three. This is that season that everybody kind of pencils for Mike Leach at a new program. Will's a year older. Uh, the kids, you know, the young men, uh, they're not kids really, but the young men are, I, I call them kids because I'm old, are a year older. Um, you know, the running game is, is working fine. And, and that wide receiver room is deep now. I mean, you know, it's the best collection of wide receivers likely ever at Mississippi State. Um, and, you know, there's been some good ones come through, uh, but Mississippi State is not a you know wide receiver you by any stretch. So I think just by having the experience and you look at Ra-Ra Thomas and uh, you look at some other guys on this team that can catch the football, uh, you know, uh, Rufus Harvey and some others, there's a lot of options for Will. And his backs catch the ball well. You know, if they can protect him and keep him upright, I think they've got a really good shot this weekend. Well, I think you already answered this question, Jake. You hit on it. But I was going to ask you, have you ever – you know, you've been covering Mississippi State a long time. You ever seen a receiving core like this? And it's, you know, it's not that they have one or two All-Americans. They may not even have an All-SEC first-teamer, uh, Jake. But what they do have is, is they go six, seven, eight deep with legitimate targets that they all do something a little different. And it just it makes it near impossible to defend. Yeah, the only receiving group that comes to mind that, that would even compete with this was Dak Prescott uh, in 2014 or 15, whenever they went to number one. If you remember, they had different body body types that year. To Runye Wilson was a big, tall, physical wide receiver. Fred Ross was a guy that could line up in the slot and line up out wide. And Jamie Ann Lewis was a speedster that could get across the middle. And Fred Brown was a, so you know they had some pieces, but not like this. In that you know that was one of the things that came out of camp when we were talking to you know got people that we trust inside that program is hey, there's different receivers now. It's not just scat backs. It's it's all different body types. It's guys that can move a little different. And, you know, I, I would dare say that there probably has never been a combination of receivers in Starville like what he's got this year. And, you know, as long as Michael Leach is there, I think you're going to see that, that wide receiver room continue to blossom and continue to grow. And, and, and it is, like you said, there's probably not a, a, a you know, a wide receiver one as far as SEC, all SEC team on this team. But it's a lot of good guys. I mean, it really is, and, and that room is deep. How impressed have you been with Zach Arnett's defense? Because I, I think all offseason we said Mississippi State's only going to go as far as the defense can take them. Uh, this defense has been outstanding the first two games. It really has. And, look, Zach Arnett, I think, is one of the more underrated defensive coordinators in the conference. Um, you know, because typically when you look at Mike Leach's teams, their defenses are not that good. Um, sometimes they're average at best. But Arnett has done a really good job. They've locked him up. They've paid him. 
And, um, you know, the staff is a pretty good staff. And, again, right, keep the guys healthy on this, you know, starting starting 11, starting 22, the two-man rotation, then I think this defense will be fine. And, you know, what is that – you know, if they get into a matchup, uh, you know, if, if Texas A&M gets their, their game together, what does that look like? Um, you know, if LSU can really make offense home at Death Valley this weekend, how good can they be? Or, or an Arkansas team coming up here in a few weeks where, you know, they're going to run the football extremely effectively and run it right at you. We'll see, but you do have to be impressed with what Zach, Zach Arnett's unit has done so far. And how big of an advantage do you think Mississippi State, that returns uh, everybody on, on the two deep on the defensive line, is going to have against LSU's offensive line? That, you know, it, it was a train wreck in that Florida State game. They're still shuffling pieces back and forth. Uh, it, it's not often Mississippi State is going to have a big advantage over LSU in the trenches, but that's the way it looks to me in this matchup. How about you? No, I totally agree with you. If you look at the Florida State game, and you know, pound for pound, I think Mississippi State likely has, uh, and you wouldn't have said this years ago, they have more talent defensively than Florida State does. Um, you know, they've, been, they've got a better nucleus of defensive players than, than Florida State does. So, and, you know, Florida State gave them fits. I can promise you that staff has dissected that Florida State tape, uh, you know, seven ways from Sunday. So, you know, that's the thing here is if, if Mississippi State can get up on LSU, and then play behind this Zach Arnett defense and, and make Jaden Daniels, you know, throw the football, make him make some mistakes. I think Mississippi State's got a great shot to go in and win. Now, you know, one of the things they can't do, obviously, is is in that environment, we all know that environment well, is turn the ball over, get LSU a short field, uh, you know, fumble the ball, you know, let, it, let a special team snafu, bite them. Uh, they need to get up and they need to stay up in this ballgame. Do you have a prediction for the game, Jake, Mississippi State at LSU? Mississippi, you know, I had LSU um, as a slight favorite going into the season, and now Vegas has Mississippi State as a slight favorite. I do like Mississippi State to win this football game. I like them to win this football game somewhere around 30, 31 to 28. I think Vegas is probably close on this. I think it's going to be a four-quarter uh, four game. Now, how about uh, down there in Oxford? What do you make of Lane Kiffin and this quarterback situation at Hell, even today he, he says he don't know who he's going to start on the road at Georgia Tech. I don't know if I believe him or not, but – what do you make of how he's handling this quarterback situation? You know, today we had Michael Katz on with the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal who is inside that program, and I asked him that exact question. And, you know, I kind of posed it up as this or framed it up as, hey, is this Lane Kiffin maybe playing, you know, some gamesmanship here? Um, or is it an issue maybe that he really doesn't know? Because the old cliche is if you have two, you really have none. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, and nobody really knows what to make of it. Um, you know, Lane Kiffin is, as you well know, is as good as any – anybody in the country on taking the pieces on the board of chess and, and playing chess. Uh, you know, we've seen him do it in Alabama and FAU and he did it last year. And, you know, one of the things we do know is that Zach Arnett and that running back room is really good. Um, they may end up by the end of the year, having one of the better running back rooms in the, in the conference. So I think what he's trying to do is just find out which guy is going to take the bull by the horns. And I don't know if that means, Maybe that some guy, one of the guys hasn't really grasped the team as far as a leadership standpoint, or maybe, you know, you don't really know what's going on. It's really one of the more polarizing uh, storylines in the Southeastern Conference heading into week three that we don't really know who the guy's going to be at Ole Miss. They have so many transfers down there, Jake, at Ole Miss. Is, is there one that stands out to you? I know it's only been two games, but, you know, one that stands out as uh, maybe the best transfer that they've added? I think it's got to be Zach Evans. I mean, I think it's got to be Zach Evans coming from TCU. The guy is averaging right over six yards per carry, and I don't think we've even seen his best football yet. And I think you're going to see this offense go as Zach Evans goes this year. Now, there's some other good complimentary backs in that in that room. 
there's some good wide receivers. Jonathan Mingo has had a, had a good uh, you know start to the season, and some other guys. But I think it's Zach Evans, uh, and you know then you got to look at you know Michael Trigg. I think from USC as well. It's a guy that can catch the ball in traffic, and and, and I think that's what we're going to see Kiffin do over the next few weeks, starting this weekend, is getting these playmakers the ball, scheming to get these guys the ball, regardless if it's uh, Jackson Dart or Luke Luke Altmaier, quarterback, trying to get the ball in these playmakers' hands. But I think as far as transfers are concerned, it's Zach Evans. Now, what do you think about the game? Uh, Ole Miss at Georgia Tech, are we overlooking this as a potential interesting game, or – it, do you think Ole Miss just kind of wipes the floor with the with the Yellow Jackets, which I don't even know if they have that that much of a home field advantage, to be honest. Yeah, you know, you talk about teams like uh, Duke, Georgia Tech, um, Vanderbilt, the calculus school, so to speak. They don't <laughs> really ever pack much of a home field advantage. But uh, and, and, and look, I, I'm a guy with a math minor, so I can joke at calculus. But um, <laughs> you know, you look at this game. I, you know, Georgia Tech played Clemson well defensively for three, you know, two three quarters. I think Georgia Tech could call some issues. I think what you're going to see is they're probably going to stack up and try to stop the run. Jeff Collins is a guy that is familiar with Ole Miss uh, from his time back at Mississippi State, and obviously maybe not Lane Kiffin. But they're going to they're going to make it tough on Ole Miss early. I, I could see this game staying close for a half, but I think ultimately Ole Miss will find what it needs to do offensively because I don't know that Georgia Tech has enough punch offensively against a pretty good Ole Miss defense. What do your numbers say, Jake, about uh, Miami at Texas A&M? Will the Aggies, will they bounce back? Heck, we've been waiting for them to bounce back all season, but uh, uh, what do you think of that ball game? Well, you know, it's it's a great question. You know, Miami comes in, they're a five-and-a-half-point underdog in the ball game. Uh, one of the things we do know, at least this early, is Tyler Van Dyke is a better quarterback than what Texas A&M has. And, you know, when you get down to, you know, Texas A&M probably has a little bit better talent. You, it's going to be interesting to see how Texas A&M responds coming off a heartbreaking loss. I, I really feel like Miami has a puncher's chance in this game uh, to take it into the fourth quarter and to win. You know, I, I think Texas A&M likely wins the ball game, but if this thing goes south and Van Dyke goes in and goes off on Texas A&M, this could get really, really interesting uh, on so many levels from, you know, will Jimbo Fisher lose the team emotionally Mentally, they have to win this game, especially with Arkansas coming up. I've got the Aggies winning by just a little bit, but I wouldn't be shocked to see Miami win this weekend. What are your thoughts on Auburn, Jake? I don't know if you watched that San Jose State game, but Auburn, you know, they just looked awful. Can they pull the upset nationally televised CBS, Penn State coming to town? Yeah, look, you know, Penn State's got some problems of their own, but they do. You know, you get talk about Sean Clifford, a better quarterback than what's at Auburn. Auburn, uh, you know, they're going to punch you in the mouth defensively, but, I, you know, Penn State wins that game last year by eight in uh, Happy Valley. I, I think this game stays close for a while, but I've got Penn State pulling away in this game and the start of a, of a probably a bad run here for Auburn. Now, last question, Jake. Alabama goes on the road, struggles against Texas. Any concern there that uh, maybe Alabama's not quite as, as elite as they're cracked up to be? Receiver seems to be an issue. Offensive line, a real issue for the second year in a row. What do you make of the Crimson Tide, or is that just maybe just a one-off with Texas in that environment? Well, they played as bad as they could possibly play and still won the game. Now, there's a lot of layers to that game, and, you know, what, what would have happened if Quinn Ewers would have stayed healthy? Um, you know, the play in the end zone that might have been a safety, but, you know, you can go back and forth with that. We know the penalties, they can correct that. That was a horrible outing as far as discipline is concerned for Alabama. Um, the offensive line, they've got to get it fixed a little bit. They were not that great on the offensive front last year, still made the national championship game. The biggest question, I think, is wide receiver. There's no Jamison Williams on this team. There's no Devontae Smith. 
there's no Julio Jones. There's no big play dude, at least early on this team. And, you know, so if the offensive line is not going to open up holes for the running game and you don't have anybody that can stretch the field, um, you know, running the foot or passing the football, it does lend questions to this Alabama offense this year. I think ultimately they get it fixed. Um, Nick Saban is as good as anybody is getting it fixed. You know, talking to Billy Embody with On3.com the other day who covers LSU, we were talking about that ball game. He said it reminded him of when LSU and Joe Burrow went down there and had to throw a late touchdown, you know, to go on and, and win, you know, to win that game and win the national title. This could be a springboard moment for Alabama. Um, I, I think they'll be fine, but there are they do have to find some answers. Uh, you know, at wide receiver, and they do have to show up that offensive front. All right, just some terrific stuff from you, Jake. Before you go, tell the audience, where's the best place to find all your work? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Jake Wim. You can find the show on the zone1059.com if you're outside the listening area, three to six daily. And, of course, you can uh, head over to cfbhourglass.com. I'll have all odds out on this week's games on my social platforms. I'm on Facebook. Just search Jake Wimberly. As I'll do 10 plays, I'll do seven college, three NFL. We'll have them out uh, on Thursday. Yeah, whims winners. That's always something that I be, I'm on the lookout for. So I really appreciate you, Jake. Have a good one. Okay, brother. Appreciate you. Thanks so much. Just want to say thanks again, Jake, for joining the show. I'm on, I'm on his show about once every week down there in Jackson. But uh, really appreciate the, uh, the inside info there on some of those Mississippi schools. Absolutely, Mike. Appreciate you getting them on. Uh, and I appreciate you getting everybody on. I know you're a busy man. The other day I was trying to, I was like, Mike, when do you want part? I'm like eating a sandwich, you know, I'm like, Hey, you know, whenever you're ready, he's like, well, I got four calls and five interviews and all this stuff. I'm like, Oh man, Mike is out here working. So I appreciate you getting a, a different perspective on this was, this is again, great information from Jake. Yeah, no doubt. Well, brother, we have got some games to pick. So mm-hmm. right before we get into that though, Man, we got some sponsors here. Again, take advantage of these sponsorship offers. The podcast is free. The only way to keep that going is to take advantage of these sponsors. And we've got a couple of great ones here, Shane. Prize Picks. Head on over to Prize Picks. Daily Fantasy Sports. And my favorite thing, Shane, SEC players available. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, all that. But I love it, the fact that we got us some college football players we can wager on, so to speak. So I got some winners, Shane. I may be a terrible gambler, but I am great at picking these prize picks. So my favorite one on the board, this this is a lock, Shane. Arkansas okay. running back, Rocket Sanders, uh-huh. currently leads the SEC in rushing, Shane. I mean, he's played Cincinnati, he's played South Carolina. Now he's playing Missouri State. Who in the hell is that? Over 108 and a half rushing yards for the SEC's leading rusher. I mean, that that feels like yeah. a typo, doesn't it? It does, Mike, because you know they're they're building a campaign for him as well down there. So this is right. a kid that is hitting the ground running, and to do that, this is an opportunity to pad those stats. So yeah, I like the over as well. Now I know you're gonna love this one, Shane. Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker. Yes. Over. 23-and-a-half rushing yards against Akron. We're a 50-point favorite, what? Shane. I don't care how long Hendon Hooker stays in that ballgame. He's getting 24 <laughs> rushing yards in this one, isn't he? I love it, man. Everybody's like, why don't they just throw more, you know? Well, he's he's a dog, man, you know, and dogs like to eat. And if they see a 20-yard scamper open, he's going to take it. So, yeah, give me the over there as well. Over in the first drive, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> now, how about this one, Shane? Florida 
We got two Florida selections here. They're playing South Florida. We'll break down that game in just mm-hmm. a minute. Number one receiver, Ricky Pershaw, Shane, over 49 and a half receiving yards. Again, this is the number one receiver down there in Gainesville. Yeah. We know we got to get this passing game going before we hit the road to Rocky Top, which I know you're already anticipating. But <laughs> I think Anthony Richardson and Ricky Pershaw, they got to go over 50 on this receiving yards, don't you think? I'll do like Hopple says, no. <laughs> Anybody talks about Florida, no. We, we're talking – no, I, I like the over because, like you said, I think you hit the nail on the head here and we're going to get into it. But I think this is a, an opportunity for Florida to really kind of stretch their offense and, and figure out their identity because they're going to mix a few things up to keep uh, keeping it competitive against Tennessee Vols next week. Yeah, and the last prize picks I got, Shane, Anthony Richardson over 240 – total yards because I don't know how he's going to do it rushing or passing Mm -hmm. I I feel like this is a game where you really got to get Anthony Richardson in a in a rhythm passing so I think they're going to you know go heavy pass in this game even though South Florida is so poor against the run but hell even if he takes off you're still getting the total yardage here so over 240 for Anthony Richardson I mean this feels like a bounce back game doesn't it it really does, man. And again, you know, they've got a lot of good things going into there. We're considering my Heisman. So to do that again, this is a stat thing. And and I think, uh, I don't think South Florida is going to be a pushover either. So, it, it, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a football game there at first. So, uh, yeah, give me, give me over here with Anthony Richardson. Now, Shane, if you are located in the state of t- the great state of Tennessee, and I know you are brother, mm-hmm. <laughs> as have I <laughs> got to take advantage of this partnership we've got with wager shane this is a, yes. a peer-to-peer betting service head on over to wager download the app it's absolutely free no credit card required shane this is incredible that they're even doing this and use that promo code sec same as the prize picks and yeah they will give you twenty dollars to gamble with shane and the best part <laughs> you and i are we may be on fire this year but we're normally and, and we will be in about two or three weeks oh, we're gonna yeah. be completely garbage on these picks you can take at 20 bucks and bet against us win you 40 dollars again mm-hmm. no credit card required and once you start whipping us and, and start making all this money with the wager app you can Take that out if you want and go buy yourself uh, your significant other a, a nice meal here. So there really is no disadvantage to hopping on the wager app. Join us, that SEC podcast. We've got our own group in there. Makes it yep. very easy to find us. You can wager. We, we wager on any SEC game you want to bet on over yep. at the wager app. Uh, there's really no downside to doing it, is there? Absolutely, man. I'm going to have a couple a uh, couple of easy bets. Low, uh, low-hanging low fruit, $10 bets. If you think I'm wrong, come up there and take my money. Uh, if you don't like my bets I got up there, send me one. I'll take your, I'll take your money. So uh, it's fun. <laughs> I, I love talking trash in there. It's just a fun app to hang out with. And, and uh, like you said, if you're in the state of Tennessee or on the border of Tennessee, come on down. Come on down here and, and, and get Cousin Shane's money. Yeah, you got to be 21 years of age to play. And if you got a gambling problem, Shane, 1-800-889-9789. And, Shane, we got one more sponsor. Man, we are loading up with sponsors. Hey, we got to pay them bills, Mike. Come on, man. (laughs) Exactly. And this Guardian Brace is a new sponsor. We got a Guardian Brace injury report, Shane. This is a company uh, out of Arkansas. Big Razorback fans reached out to us, Shane. And if you got 
Knee issues, Guardian Braces got you covered with the next generation of knee braces called Rehabilitators. Rehabilitators are wearable technology engineered to reduce and eliminate knee pain by simply walking on the brace three hours a day for 90 days. This is covered by insurance, so check it all out. There's a link in the show notes, www.freebody.io for a risk-free 30-day trial. All right, Jay, but hey, now that we're done paying the bills, you ready to pick some SEC football action? Oh, baby, I am so ready for some college football. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as always, Shay, we got a couple uh, FCS, I don't even want to call them showdowns here, but... uh, uh, matchups in the SEC, so we don't pick these because, by God, th- these are not even real spreads. I don't even know if a sports book will take your money on these <laughs> ball games. So, let's start with Abilene Christian at Missouri Shane noon Eastern on the uh, ESPN and SEC Network mm-hmm. Plus. What's one thing you want to see from Missouri this weekend as they uh, obliterate old Abilene? Mike, you still got that chip bag up there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to see. I want to see <laughs> Luther with about 25 touches. No, I don't, you don't have to have that much. But, you know, it's funny. I was watching a similar athlete um, floor, uh, in uh, NFL, mm-hmm. um, uh, 49ers. Mm-hmm. Running back gets hurt. Unfortunately, Mitchell was on my fantasy team. But I got to sit there, and I got to watch one Debo Samuel. And I got to thinking, you know, it, it, you know, they did a lot of fancy things with him in South Carolina, but they really took it to a new level in the NFL. And so, some of this stuff's starting to trickle down. You see it with Cordero Patterson. Mm-hmm. Some of these 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 X-Factors, these, these just wild hot hands, they find ways to get them the ball. That's what they got to do in Mizzou. You've got one of those athletes that can take over a ball game, and so you've got to figure out ways to get the ball in his hands. So I just want to see. Uh, you didn't have any prize picks for him, but I want to see a lot of points, a lot of yards, and a lot of touches yeah that's one of the top things on my list too shane get luther bird in the ball that's what i got in all caps but along with that shane let's we gotta be more creative on offense not that we need that against abilene i I hope to god we don't need that you should just be able to line up and and pound them but we have got to get this offense going Uh, throw in some wrinkles that auburn is gonna have to study on tape here in a week And, and you know probably more important than anything they say, let Brady cook. We got to get this quarterback cooking down here, Shane, because <laughs> he's about to hit the road for SEC play. It did not go so well, obviously, at Kansas State. Get his confidence going. So we, we when we go into the SEC play, he is ready to fire that pigskin. So we got to get Brady Cook going here. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good one. Now, how about this, Shane? Youngstown State. Uh-oh. No. At Kentucky. Upset. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just ribbing you, Big Blue. New uh-huh. Eastern on SEC Network. That, this, If nothing else, Shane, this tells you that Kentucky it has arrived. I mean, 99 out of the last 100 years. I know SEC Network's not been around that long, but if Kentucky was playing Youngstown – you know, they're bumping that to this plus channel, all that. Exactly. No, sir. That no. You got the SEC Network nationally televised treatment. So what do you yeah. want to see from Kentucky against Youngstown? Oh, Mike, what do I want to see? I want to, you know, one thing I love about this offensive line is how they came together there to tell into the Florida game. And I want that chemistry to continue. I want those big uglies up front to eat and get to know each other, feel each other, know what's (laughs) going on around them. You know, just that's, that's the, that's the beautiful thing of an offensive line. Protect your quarterback. There's no reason that, that Will Levis should ever, I mean, he should be able to sit back there and eat sandwiches or, 
you know, bananas or whatever he wants to eat down there. You know what I'm saying? This, this needs to be one of those type of games where my quarterback comes out with a clean jersey. You do that with your big up front and, and get this running game going because we've got to keep working at it. Uh, we're, we're, we, we, we got to get two-dimensional. And, and I just that's, – that's for me is just team chemistry up front. Right. Yeah, I love that offensive line. I was thinking that as well, Shane. But I, I want to see these young receivers continue to develop that chemistry with Will Levis. Dane Key made the mm-hmm. huge touchdown against Florida. Maybe get him another big bomb or two. Barry and Brown, the, the guy that had the big kickoff return against Miami of Ohio in the opener, get him going because – We've already started SEC play, but we're, you know, mm-hmm. before long we're going to be at Ole Miss. We have got to get these two more touches and get them ready for another SEC road game. So I want to see those guys go at it. And and how about this? I know we already talked about the prize pick, Shay, but Will Levis was on there for over under 250 passing yards. Yeah, I almost pulled the trigger on that one, but I just don't know how long he's going to play in this ball game. But he may have that and a half of football against Youngstown. You know what? Yeah, no, that's a good point, man, and it's something to keep an eye on. It's just, it's risky. Yeah. It's risky because they can pull Will at any time. <laughs> that's what I expect this game. Exactly. Well, how about one more? SEC may regret putting this one on TV, you know. <laughs> we got one more FCS matchup, Shane. Missouri State at Arkansas, 7 o'clock mm-hmm. Eastern, again on ESPN and SEC Network Plus. Bobby Petrino, Shane, one-time Arkansas coach. He's a coach down here at Missouri State. They are actually number five in the country. Ooh, F- them. FCS, that is. But uh, I didn't even know they ranked those teams. So maybe a little bit of a dangerous team here. What, what will you be looking for for the Razorbacks? Dangerous. What the hell? Dangerous to get him around <laughs> your kids, you know. <laughs> just, I, I think I, if it's me, I just want to see a healthy game. You know, Arkansas is not going to have any problem with this one. And, and, and I just, you know, they, they're a little banged up, you know, two weeks in. So, you want right. you, I want to pull them starters pretty damn early because you don't have to show the world what you have. You've got some good stuff there. So, me, I want to look at backups, man. I want to see who's the next guy that's stepping up. Who's, who's the next contributor on this, on this ball club. So, right. I guess if I'm looking for anything, it's just new names. Well, actually, I did a little deep dive, Shane, on this Missouri State quarterback. His name is Jason Shelley. He threw five touchdowns last week, 19 of 24 for 297 yards. So, again, I'm not I – was, I was kidding. I don't expect this team to threaten Arkansas, but it will be interesting to see the secondary, which has, you know, let some receivers get behind them, how they – not necessarily match up against Missouri State, but I, I would love to see them lock down this passing attack – under Bobby Petrino, we know, uh, mm-hmm. you know that is what he specializes in. So I, I would love to see Arkansas get some co- more confidence in that secondary, uh, and just kind of lock down Missouri State before having to face Texas A&M here in a, in a couple weeks. Okay, yeah, I like that. All right, Shane, but no more cupcakes to, well, <laughs> sort of. But we do got. I'm on a diet, Mike. I don't need any more cupcakes. <laughs> Well, like I was saying, I'll pump in the brakes because this is technically a little bit of a cupcake here. But Louisiana Monroe Mm -hmm. at Alabama, Shane, Alabama, (laughs) favored by 49 and a half points. The over-under 61 and a half. This game kicks off at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central on the SEC Network. Who do you like in the ballgame? 
Oh, who do I like? <laughs> well, barely. No. <laughs> you know, the thing about Alabama, Mike, and, mm-hmm. I, and I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. This is my wager of the week. Ooh. Alabama is coming off a horrible game. Yep. Yes, they won. Yes, but you, you look at all the, the asterisks by it. You know, was it a safety? You know, was was the penalties, did they get them all? You know, because there was few that no calls that, that, that slipped by there. I think there's just – it was just a sloppy, sloppy Alabama team, and that's not a Nick Saban program. That's not what we see when we turn on and watch the Crimson Tide. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think they've heard it all week, man, and it's just all about execution, fundamentals and execution. And there's some things, believe it or not, that got exposed last week and Alabama's got to work on. How many times have you said, man, Alabama doesn't have a running game? Alabama doesn't have a wide receiver one that's just blowing the doors off the car. You know what I'm saying? He, right. we're, we're not seeing that, and, and we're two now three weeks in. So I think that's what we see here. With with uh, I, I, I hate to be coaching for University of Louisiana Monroe, <laughs> but they're going to get a lot of offense. They're going to get aggressive defense, and these boys are going to put it to them. So I like the over here. And I know that's crazy. You're talking, man, we're talking half a, half a hundo here. But I've got <laughs> Alabama winning 63, Monroe zero. This is going to be a bloodbath, man. And, I again, they got to work some stuff out. And, I, and unfortunately, these guys are going to be on the receiving end of it. Well, speaking of coaching UL Monroe, Shane, you got any idea who their head coach is? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> who oh, is it? Oh, Terry Bowden. One oh, time. Golly. Yeah, I didn't even know he was still coaching, Shane, but he's up there, you know, former Auburn coach. He's been all over uh, the country, but. Old- you know, it's funny. I was, I, I, I don't want to. There was a video floating around, these old guys fighting, all right? I seen it in our little group thread. Uh-huh. These two old men, they're probably like 70s, 80s, and they're fighting, and, and they're all – and I was like, you know, this is good. I think I could use this on the Twitter. So I was like, who can I say is fighting in this video? So I Googled who's the oldest coaches in NCAA. Terry Bowden's on there. So I thought about doing Terry – and I didn't notice where he was coaching, but I thought about putting him and Mac Brown going at it. But, you know, I don't know if they've got beef. So – uh, that was a meme I didn't get out there, but it, it was funny that you said that because uh, I, I was I googled him earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, Terry, I don't know how long he's going to be coaching there, Shane, because ULM number two in the country in scoring mm-hmm. offense, one hundred in scoring defense. Oh, you're right. I mean, this is obviously a complete, complete mismatch. I do, <laughs> you know, I, I agree with everything you said. I. Alabama, I think only once during the Saban era have they have they ever lost two games in a row. And I know they didn't lose last week, but mm-hmm. you know that just gives you an indication of how when they do have a disappointment. And last week, make no mistake, was a disappointment. They get locked in. They bounce back. They're going to roll, obviously, in this ballgame. But, man, 49 and a half points, Shane. <laughs> that is just a little too rich for my blood. Because we don't even know how long the starters are going to be in this game. So, I'm going Alabama, 56, UL Monroe, Shane. Couple field goals here. Give give them nine. I'm going to give them three field goals in this one, which gives them a slight (laughs) cover in this ballgame by about a point and a half. Oh, I love it. Saban's pissed they got those three field goals, you know? I think they're going to kick the field goal as time expires just to get that oh, back, okay. backdoor yeah. cover, <laughs> you know? I, I bet Terry's going to put some points on this game. 
I always like putting the over on these games. It's just fun watching the points go. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't like to play, like, from behind. I don't like playing defense, you know. And you're right. sitting – I mean, 50, that's a lot of points, you know. And if you're, bam, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Well, I mean, we're, I'm talking – I predicted nine touchdowns in this game. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I expect a lot of points. If you love offense, you're going to love this game. Well, we got one more just like it, Shane. Akron at Tennessee. Them Vols yeah. favored by 47 and a half points. The over-under is 67. This game kicks off at uh, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. Another ESPN SEC Network Plus game. Who you got in the ball game? Oh, Tennessee barely. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of offense, if you like offense, you're going to love this game. Um, Tennessee, you know, one of the things I, I loved last week was, was how well this defense played. Mm-hmm. But there's still – there's still things we got to work on. Um, the running game is is a prime example. The yeah. Tennessee running game is not going as, as well as expected. Mm-mm. This is a game I feel like they try to work that. Um, this is this is a scrimmage. That's what this is. It's a glorified scrimmage, uh, but it, it's it's not going to be competitive at all. Um, if you're a Tennessee fan, you're going to love it. If you like Akron or Sleepy Joe, you may want to turn this one <laughs> off because it is not going to be a good game. But – I don't think Tennessee covers. That's a lot Ooh. of points. Um, so I, I've got Tennessee winning right now, forty-five. Akron six. <laughs> oh man! So not a ball game, but again, I just think it's a little bit more running, and and, and try, not that they're trying to run the clock, but in that, just keep, that's going to keep that clock going, keep the chains moving. Yeah. And uh, I think Akron, if if they're going to do anything, is it, try to shorten this game. Um, so again, that's a, that's a lot of points to score, in my opinion. Yeah, it's almost like you were studying my notes here, Shane, because Tennessee, number nine in the SEC and rushing the ball, mm-hmm. 154 rushing yards per game. But Akron, Shane, 123 in the country and stopping the run. So, if, and, and Tennessee also has a – Did you say 153? Oh, excuse me, 123 I was gonna at, say, out of 131. So, I mean, they're, they're basically dead last in the country yeah. in stopping the run. If Tennessee can't run on this team – we got major, major problems. And, th- and Tennessee's, for this game, Shane, they'll have uh, over 100 career starts on the offensive line. So this should be a total, total mismatch in the trenches. Hendon Hooker, 546 passing yards, number four in the SEC. Cedric Tillman, 230 receiving yards, number two in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Tennessee should be able to do whatever the hell they want. And I – I want to give a shout-out to this defense like you did. Tennessee, their defense has forced multiple turnovers, Shane, in yeah. three consecutive ball games. So, you know, this is a feisty little group here. I'm flip-flopping on you, though, Shane. Okay. Tennessee not only wins a game but covers this massive, <laughs> massive spread. I'm going Tennessee, which leads the SEC in scoring 46 points per game, 63 points for them Vols, 10 for Akron. So, Tennessee and the points, give it to me. God, we should put this on wager, you know. That way, if they don't like my pick, they can bet against me. And if they don't like yours, they can go against you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, head on wager. Hey, you can bet us on any one of these games. <laughs> All right, next on the docket, Shane, South Florida at Florida. Gators favored by 24 points, over under 60. This game kicks off at uh, 7 30 Eastern, 630 Central on SEC Network. And they played last season, Shane. Florida won 42-20. to 20. Who do you got in the ball game? Oh, Mike. You know, this one, 
this one took me a minute. It really did. I, I went round and round with it. Um, at first, my first reaction, my gut reaction was that Florida was just going to beat the brakes off South Florida. Yeah. But then I started thinking about, well, you know, what if they're hungover? What if they're thinking about the Tennessee game? You know, I'm not saying South Florida's a trap game, but, you know, I feel like, and something that you talked on earlier and you and I both talked on is that we feel like this is a team that they want to try different things. Mm-hmm. They, they, they've got to, they have to, they got to find some more weapons on that offense. You know, they got to continue per- relentless pressure on that defense, but I think they're going to gamble a little too much in this one. And I think that's, what's going to make this game closer mm-hmm. than what Vegas thinks. So, I'm not saying, even though the score kind of looks like it is a ball game, I, I, I feel like it's a backdoor situation that that um, uh, South Florida kind of gets back into it to the tail end. Right. But I I don't think they worry about it at all, but I just don't think it's the blowout that, that you guys would want. So that all, all that being said, I think Anthony Richardson gets right. But I think he throws a couple picks here. And not, not because he's a bad quarterback, because – they have to. They got to work on this uh, stretch in the field because you you got to stretch the field in, in the SEC this year. That being said, I've got Florida thirty eight, South Florida covering twenty eight. Damn, why you hate them Gators, Shane? I don't hate the Gators. <laughs> I just it's just it seems like the like if you were to paint a perfect trap game, it's this. Mm-hmm. You're coming off a loss. You're expect you're expecting to win. <sighs> And then you got Tennessee Vols right around the corner already talking shit. So it's right. like it's, it seems like the ultimate trap game. Mm-hmm. And then you've got South Florida, and, and again, an a, a inferior opponent. But you, you've got to, you've, there's some things you got to work out, some kinks. And there's going to be, I think it's going to be aggressive. Yeah. I think this is going to be the most aggressive play calling you've seen from Billy that, since he's been down there. And uh, that may get him in trouble a few times. Well, Shay, let me tell you why you may be 100% right. Florida Gators dead last in the SEC in scoring 22 and a half points per game. Now, I think mm-hmm. if you're a Florida fan, obviously you say, well, hell, we played Utah, we played Kentucky. And, th- right. and that's probably – no, not even probably. That is – that's the toughest slate any team in the SEC has had. So, there is reason it's down there. But this will be the game, Shane, where if they stay – hovering around that 22 or, mm-hmm. you know, 30 points, there is going to be, you know, cause for concern. I really do think uh, Gary Bohannon, the, the South Florida quarterback, though, Shaney, I mean, he is off to a rough start in two games, 170 passing yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. And how about this, Shane? We know Billy Napier and the Florida Gators, they're all about running the ball. Yeah. South Florida – 127th in the country in stopping the run. They allow oh. over 240 rushing yards per game. But but kind of like we're saying, we have got to get Anthony Richardson in a rhythm. So yeah. do you just lean on this team and, and blow them out on the ground and and go into the Tennessee game not having your quarterback getting those reps? I don't I don't think that's going to be the game plan mm-hmm. because you you can lean on that anytime. South Florida also 124th in the country in third down conversion. So this offense is not going to get anything going on the Florida Gators. I really don't think. Uh, Last season, this was Anthony Richardson's breakout game. Three for three passing, 152 yards, two touchdowns, four rushes, 115 yards on this defense. (laughs) Give me the Florida Gators, and I like the Gators to cover, Shane. 45 for them Gators, South Florida, 13. 
Ooh, this one could it really could come down to the wire here not the game but the point yeah. spread here i i totally see why you would take south florida and the points but right now I, I'm, I'm taking the gators okay all right man you're wrong but we'll see <laughs> i'll remind you <laughs> Now, how about this one, Shane? Nationally televised, Ole Miss on the road at Georgia Tech. Rebels favored by 16.5 points. The over-under 63 total points. And again, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central on ABC. Who wins the game? Oh, Mike. Here's another one, man. It, it's it's not so much. It's it's. I really have no idea what Georgia Tech's bringing. I, I tried to do some research on the last two games, and yeah. and I came away like one game they they were terrible against the run. The, the next week they're great against it, and <laughs> and then you look at Ole Miss, and you're like, I oh, hell, we don't even know who the damn quarterback is. <laughs> right. But it it doesn't matter. The, and the reason is because Lane Kiffin is coaching that program. I mean, they could put name another program where the left guard on third down could be taking a snap, and you'd be like, well, it kind of makes sense, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they still gonna get six yards out of it. So I mean, that's the kind of that's the kind of play that that Lane's been able to do, and 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 I think they lean really hard on that running a game. I, I think they they lean hard on that defense, and and I just I I don't know. I, I'm I'm buying in just like yesterday's show. I, I'm buying into the Ole Miss Rebels, and um, I, I think they take it to Georgia Tech here, and it's a great stage, man. It is an absolute perfect stage. Nobody has really got to see an Ole Miss game mm-hmm. uh, until week three here and so here you're on the big stage so um i think it's i think that i think old lane's been holding a few things back for us here so i think it's 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 not a blowout but i do got old miss winning this game 31 georgia tech 14 Ooh. So old miss covering yeah, okay hey, i got gotcha, gotcha. i got old miss in the points yeah you know all week shane i was kind of leaning towards georgia tech and the points Jeff Collins, their coach, I mean, he's fighting for his life. He he loses a couple more games. He may be out. Um, you know, I, I saw this team a little bit against Clemson. They looked okay, but they ended up losing by 31. I didn't see the second half. They lost by 31 <laughs> points. They beat uh, Western Carolina last weekend, 35-17. So, a, a nice mm-hmm. little bounce back here. But, man, 99th in scoring offense, 90th in scoring defense, and 25% third down conversions, which is 122nd in the country. Mm. For the issues that Ole Miss may have, and like you said, we don't know who the quarterback is. There's a lot of moving parts here. I could see this really being a trap game for Ole Miss. You know, if they turn the ball over a time or two, I think Georgia Tech could, I don't want to say give them a game, but really threaten this point spread. But, Man, I one unit, and again, I know they've played no one with a pulse, Shane, but <laughs> Ole Miss, number two in the SEC, six and a half points allowed per game. This defense has has really opened my eyes. I think uh, they are significantly better than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. And this running back duo, Shane, Judkins and Evans, they're the only running back pair in the country averaging 90 or more yards per game on the same team. Yeah. I don't care who the quarterback is because we got Michael Trigg, three receiving touchdowns. Jonathan Mingo, number two in the SEC, 21 yards per reception. I think Ole Miss is going to light up the scoreboard a little bit here, and I'm right there with you. Give me Ole Miss and the points. Ole Miss, 38. Georgia Tech, 13. 
three and zero Ole Miss going into uh, another cupcake next weekend. Absolutely. And after this game, Lane Kiff is going to sneak over at that Georgia Tech locker room, hand them some hoodies, you know, come to the SIP. Transfer here, you know. Get them a couple Jameer Gibbs coming over to the Mississippi. So, uh, no, that's what I like about it is the fact it's on ABC. You know, Lane loves the stage. And and this is a perfect opportunity just to kind of showcase what he's been working on there. Yeah, exactly. All right, how about this one, Shane? This should be an entertaining game. Vanderbilt – at Northern Illinois, Illinois is actually now a two-point favorite. Mm-hmm. It opened as Vanderbilt as a slight favorite. The over-under, 58.5 points. Game kicks off at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central on the CBS Sports Network. Who do you like in the game? Mike, I, I'm I'm buying on Vandy, man. I, I yeah. can't, I, this is one of those I, I looked at it and, I, you know, I mean, how well do you know Northern Illinois? And, and even when you're looking at it, it's like, Look at the teams that they've played. I, I I have no idea. I think one of them was like East Illinois. <laughs> like, if you know anything about North, hell, I don't know what's going on on the East side, you know? <laughs> so it's like, it's tough for me to kind of put a pulse on who they're going against. But I will tell you this, it's not a top 25 team. Right. It's not Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a ball club. I've, I've looked at them. They're small. This is one that Mike's going to be able to run around and, and, and play Vandy, Mike Vandy football. So yep. um, I think this is going to be a sneaky, fun game to watch um so i think it's gonna be high score and what'd you say the over what or the over under was is it it was high 50s right 58 and a half yeah yeah so i'm i'm going even over that because i think i think vanderbilt just i think they get hot there in the second half and and take over don't be surprised northern illinois and win in that half but uh i just think these 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 greedy little Commodores are going to come back and get into this thing. So give me Vanderbilt with their third victory this year, 35 Northern Illinois, 31. Yeah. And last week, Shane, I know we were pretty excited for the Wake Forest game. That was a big showcase game for the Commodores. Yeah. Mike Wright played as poorly as he could and they got down early Shane, but they kept fighting. And again, if, if Wake Forest didn't have their quarterback who was lights out in that ball game, Vanderbilt probably wins it. And again, you got to remember that's a top twenty-five opponent. So, you know, I'm right there with you. I mean, Vanderbilt has just done a complete one eighty on the offensive side of the ball. Shane, Vanderbilt leads the SEC in touchdowns scored with eighteen. And mm-hmm. I know they've played an extra game, but the next best is twelve. So they've got six more than the next best <laughs> team in the SEC. They're averaging over forty-three points per game. They're allowing twenty-eight, which is not good. But hell. You can win shootouts if you're running the ball and, and uh, scoring 43 points per game. So I like the Commodores here too, Shane. And, and don't forget Jaden McGowan. He's their freshman receiver, number three in the SEC with 201 receiving yards. Ray Davis, the running back, is number two in the SEC with 269 rushing yards. And Mike Wright's number three in the SEC in rushing yards, 264. So we have got some star power on this Vanderbilt offense. Northern Illinois is number 76 in the country in stopping the run. So this is not an ideal matchup, uh, but they they do have a quarterback that's pretty good. Shane, he's uh, Rocky Lombardi, four, 451 passing yards, 
four touchdowns, one <laughs> one interception. So that's a hell of a name, ain't it? <laughs> I mean, that kid was destined to play yeah. Rocky Lombardi. That's that's what it is. Yes, sir. Gee, I love it. So oh, that's a cool name. You may Maybe have, I have to adjust my score a little bit. That's what I was thinking. You may have I, to change it. It's, this this is going to go back and forth, back and forth. But I don't care what his damn name is. Give me Mike yeah. Wright to score the game-winning touchdown, Vanderbilt. We almost got the same score here, Shane. 35 Commodores, Northern Illinois, 32. I think it's going to be a tight ball game, but I like the Commodores to go on the mm-hmm. road and get the win. Mike right, Mike left. You're going to see them all over the place, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, how about this one, Shane? Georgia going on the road. Number one, Georgia at mm-hmm. South Carolina. The Bulldogs favored by 24 and a half points. The over-under is 55 and this kicks off at noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central on ESPN right after college game day. Shane Beamer says they're delaying the kickoff so that uh, ESPN oh. can broadcast their, their entrance or 2001. So it's going to be hot. It's humid. It's going to be hype down yeah. there. It's going to be one crazy environment. Who do you got in the ball game? Mm, but it's the Georgia Bulldogs, man. And I just – I look at that. You talked about toughest schedules, and it's. Yeah. it's I'm looking at that South Carolina one, man. After week three, I, they've got to have the trophy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, these guys have – they will be battle-tested, that's for sure, and they're limping into this game. That's that's the discouraging part. I don't know if you've got any updates on the injuries, uh, but you'll probably get to it here in a little bit. But these guys right here, I, I just – they fight. They're gritty. Uh, we we saw it in Arkansas. They they we saw it every week. Every week they they impress me with how much they put into the game, and that feeds off of Coach Beamer, man. I mean, if you if you watch him on the sideline, Shane Beamer, you know, he's the pulse of that that South Carolina team, and and nobody wants it more than he does. It's just unfortunate right now that you're going against the national champs and. and possibly repeating national champs um this this team is absolutely loaded uh georgia bulldogs they 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 destroyed oregon week one week two they didn't even have to play like literally the third string could have came in and won that game so um they're they're healthy um they're fresh and they're coming in there for 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 just blood so unfortunately Mm -hmm. i just i i I think it's I don't think it's as ugly. I don't think it's like a, you know, like Oregon game, you know, 50 points or anything like that, but I think they uh you know, try to shorten the game and and still I I, I got to go over with Georgia here. So Georgia and the points, 38 South Carolina does get a touchdown in this game, 10. Now let me ask you this, Shane, cuz this is uh you know, this is like a new age Georgia here. We're throwing all over the yard Stetson Bennett Red hot. We're used yeah. to Georgia being ground and pound and just killing everybody on the ground. Yet South Carolina, number 129 in the country in stopping the run. So, I mean, no, any way you slice it, this is a bad matchup for the Gamecocks. But if you're South Carolina, what do you choose to do? You, you, do you dare the Bulldogs to, to run at, you, at your paper defense or – uh, do you sit back and let Stetson pick you apart? I mean, that that's kind of the biggest question mark I have going into this game. You know what? I I know this this may not be a thing, but I always wonder about guys like Kirby and and uh, you know Beamer. They they've mm-hmm. got a relationship. We've heard the story earlier this week, living down down the street in the yep. same neighborhood, you know, and all this stuff. I wonder if 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 there's any pullback with these guys. 
I, I think the like Tennessee a few years ago, you know, we we didn't get destroyed by Georgia, but I was wondering after the fact, is it because you know, Kirby and, and Pruitt like each other that he didn't just put his, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe he was a little upset that Dan left him and he just wanted to beat the (laughs) hell out of Oregon. I don't know, but it it makes me wonder if that's even a thing. Is that crazy? Do you ever think about that? Well, Shane, the fact that uh, you're asking if Georgia's going to feel bad for South Carolina kind of says it all about this ball game. I know. I think Kirby is uh you know, he may be a nice guy, but he's also one of the most ruthless in college football. If, <laughs> if they could win yeah. by 200, they'll do it against the okay. South Carolina Gamecocks. I don't I don't think there's going to be any calling off of the dogs no, here. No throttling in the third quarter, you know, taking no. it a little easy. Maybe try to establish more of a running game, slow it down a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. You, it may happen, but I just – I still have Georgia in the over, so – He wants to never lose to South Carolina – regardless of where the game is, but especially not in Williams-Brice after suffering, uh, after losing to, to South Carolina at home a couple seasons. No way in hell, Shane. He wants to make them Gamecocks pay the ultimate price year after yeah. year after year. Georgia's won six of the last seven against the Gamecocks. Uh, they lead the all-time series 53-19 to with two ties, but yeah, but what did he do? Big, big heart Kirby went out there and hired him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Muschamp gets the upset. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He's, big heart Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> he's hired a lot of former South Carolina Gamecocks, which adds yeah. a little intrigue to this game. But, Shane, you know, I know I'm, I'm the idiot that went on Paul Feinbaum and said South Carolina's going to pull yeah. the upset. So I have been racking my brain all week to try to figure out a recipe for that to happen. I think special teams – potentially is where South Carolina could have an edge. They've got uh, an elite kicker. They've got a, a unit that has blocked, obviously, a couple kicks and, and returned them. We're going to have to see some blocked kicks. I don't even know if you want to kick a field goal against Georgia because I, I think you need as many touchdowns as you can in the game. you got to mm-hmm. keep the crowd in the game. You've got to do something early in this ball game to get them energized and enthused, You know, survive the first half, try to make it a, a two – half game here and mm-hmm. you know Spencer Rattler number three in the SEC with 603 passing yards so he's not playing that poorly he's just been inconsistent he, he but he does have three interceptions if he throws one interception there's they got no chance I mean you, yeah. we got to be flawless in this ball game Juice Wells eight catches last week 189 yards and a touchdown he leads the SEC Shane with 244 receiving yards Marshawn Lloyd, he's he's living up to the hype finally. Great to see. 126 total yards, three touchdowns on the season. Jalen Brooks, six catches, 117 receiving yards. So we have got we've got some stuff to cook with here at South mm-hmm. Carolina. Could make it an interesting ball game, Shane. I'm going upset of the weekend. South Carolina 21, Georgia. 48 the upset is going to be me reading these mentions Shane because these bulldogs are not going to be let me forget what I said this uh off season I, I just I can't find any way that South Carolina wins this game now that we've actually seen these two take uh, uh two games on the field I think I, I don't I don't know Stetson Bennett you let them tear you up. I think that's got to be the game plan if you're yeah. South Carolina but and just let them run at you but 
Good luck with that because uh, Georgia's loaded uh, all across the board. You know what? Yeah, they really are. This is, but I mean, it's still going to be a hell of a game. It, it's a it, and miracles do happen. You know, he didn't want to hear those puns and the uh, David and Goliath, but you know, man, who knows? It takes one rock. Maybe you, maybe you get the upset again. <laughs> exactly. All right, Shane, first SEC on CBS game of the year. For some reason, they picked a damn Penn State game. Penn State at Auburn. Penn State favored by three. The over-under, 47.5 total points, 330 Eastern, 230 Central on CBS. And Auburn, man, they're making a huge deal. I don't know if you've seen this, Shane. It's an orange out. They're doing orange face masks. Everybody wants orange jerseys, but they're not doing jerseys. They're doing orange face masks. The most hype I've ever seen over an orange face mask. Last season, these two met. Penn State won 28-20 at Penn State. And believe it or not, Shane, this is the first time in Auburn history that a Big Ten team has visited Jordan-Hare Stadium. I I, I did a double take when I found that out. But anyway, I say all that. Who you got in a ball game? Yeah, and this, what is it, three-point three point spread? Yes, sir. Penn State favored yeah. by three. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Auburn, man, why don't I get the orange jersey? You threw me off with that one. That that, that ticks me off. If if Brian wants orange jerseys, I understand there's, like, rules. And this, that's what's sometimes stupid about college football. It's, like, so many damn rules and things you got to do to change a little this, a little that. If the kids mm-hmm. want to play in orange jerseys, let them play in orange jerseys. They're, yeah. they're going against Penn State. They got a lot on them. They've had a lot of pressure on them all offseason. Uh, you know, they're 2-0. Mercer, they started out great. They had a rough, rough outing with with uh, Jose State out there, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not burying them. I again, this is one of those those Auburn programs that you you look up. Next thing you know, they're they're making some serious noise in the SEC. And the reason I'm that I'm pro, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, Mike. I was going to pick Penn State, but I just mm. absolutely there's one coach. That I absolutely hate, and you know who that is, don't you? <laughs> it's the only coach I'm blocked by. James Franklin. Hell yeah, James Franklin. I cannot stand that guy. His his attitude, and I know it's from the Bandy days, and and maybe he's a changed man, and, and I'm supposed to forgive him, but I don't. I, I cannot stand that program. I cannot stand that coach. I I just I, I hate everything about Penn State. So. How can I pick them? You know what I'm saying? Here's what I want to see, Mike. They've they've never faced a running back duo, and they will never face a running back duo like they're going to hit down there in the plains. Uh, they've, you know, I I truly believe that this this quarterback situation is fluid. You know, we don't know exactly who's going to be taking the snaps throughout this game, but I think Brian is not going to hesitate to pull somebody and keep the hot hand in there. So I got confidence that it's going to be just enough. And that's all you need. You just need just enough. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason that this is a three-point game because they think it's going to be close, and I think it's going to be close as well. So my Morristown Honda dealership score of the day, Mike, comes to uh, out of the plains, orange mask, orange whatever they want to wear, Auburn 21, Penn State gets a top. 25 win, 20. 21 to 20. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. I like what you had to say there, Shane. Penn State, how about this? Uh, they've got some good stats going for them. I'm not going to lie, Shane. They, they've got a solid quarterback, Sean Clifford. Seven mm-hmm. touchdowns this season, 495 passing yards. They have a sensational freshman running back, Nicholas Singleton. He's averaging 
over 10 yards per carry. Shane, 210 yards, mm-hmm. two touchdowns. He had, He's had three runs of over 40 yards this season already. So he's a game-breaker. Penn State also leads the country, Shane, in pass breakups with 25. But you know why that may not matter? Exactly what you hit on. Auburn is not a passing team. They're going right. to lean on that ground game. So I don't care how good your pass defense is. We ain't <laughs> testing it. We're coming right at you. I think Auburn will have an advantage on the offensive line. They will obviously have an advantage with these two beasts at running back. And you can even throw in – Robbie Ashford, the backup quarterback, he's averaging, Shane, 10 yards per rush for your backup Mm. quarterback, and he's got 129 yards on the season. So I do think it's going to be a close ball game, just like you. We got to hope that Auburn, you know, they had some turnovers against San Jose State. That's what kept Mm -hmm. San Jose in the game. You eliminate those turnovers, you win this football game. T.J. Finley has got to play a clean game of football, and he's got it in them but man Shane I just I hate to do it but I I don't got confidence that they can do it for four quarters so I'm doing the opposite I'm going Penn State 23 Auburn 17 I think uh I think this Penn State running back is for real I think they've got a, a major advantage at the quarterback position a very tested Sean Clifford give me the Nittany Lions by six so so they went out right and cover Mm-mm-mm. I'm just afraid if that were to happen that this is a spiraling program because the schedule doesn't get easier. Right. Uh, they, I, this is an Auburn team that really needs this victory, and they don't know it yet. Well, I'm sure they know it, but I, I'm just glad the fan base is pumped up and ready to be. I just hope that place is loud and crazy, and it just it, it is a hell of a game. Yep. Now, what could be the game of the week in the SEC? Should be Shane Mississippi State on the road at LSU. The Bulldogs favored by two and a half points. The over-under is 53 and a half. The game kicks off at 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 Central on ESPN. Mm-hmm. What do you like in the game? Well, brother, I'll tell you what. Death Valley is a tough place to play, yeah. and especially at night. And we've not got to really experience that. And it's been a while. Uh, Brian Kelly, you know, I think, honestly, if that Florida State game would have been held over there, mm-hmm. I think that could have been a factor because I'll tell you, them Seminoles traveled well. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of cowbells. I don't know if they're going to sneak cowbells in there or not, but there's going to be a lot of noise <laughs> down there in the Death Valley. But they're going to need it. And, you know, I've been touting these Bulldogs for the last few weeks now oh, yeah. that this should be a top 25 program. And I think after this week, they finally will be. They're going to get the recognition this week that this is a legit program. There's uh, there's not a weakness on that offense right now. The running game's doing great. The the passing game, uh, we just had the interview there with Jake. I mean, these they got 15 receivers, and they all look different and do different things. I ain't never seen anything like it. And then you got Rodgers that's starting to find – the, the groove and that's that's dangerous in a in a Mike Leach system now I'm I'm not saying I mean this is their biggest test uh, this is a legit test LSU is is has played some tough games already and and I think they've got potential I mean they got athletes on that field I'm not ruling them out by no means but I just think total package right now week three there's not a team playing better than Mississippi State Bulldogs and that's both sides of the ball so um obviously I've got Mississippi State winning 30. I've got LSU 
21. So I got Mississippi mm-hmm. State and the points. Well, there's a lot to like what you just said, Shane. Uh, Mississippi State, number three passing efficiency in the SEC. LSU, number 11 in pass efficiency defense. So a uh, mismatch there. Mm-hmm. But LSU averaging 184 rushing yards per game. But Mississippi State, they've been solid, Shane, only allowing 84 rushing yards per game. So uh, a massive difference there. If LSU is able to run the ball effectively, I think that that's their path to winning this football game at home. And Jaden Daniels, the final three drives against Florida State, scored a touchdown. I believe the his first five in the in the Southern game scored a touchdown. But, you know, we, we can't give too much credit to what he did against Southern. That was just a god-awful team. John Emery is back at running back. You know, you're starting running back. That could certainly mm-hmm. give you a lift if you're LSU. But here's a problem, Shane. Two, two issues here for LSU. They're still reshuffling that offensive line, which Mississippi State's bringing everyone back on their two deep on the defensive line. So mm-hmm. I think this could be a, a major, major advantage for Mississippi State in the trenches. And LSU seems to really find their rhythm on offense when they're going up-tempo. Do you really want to go fast and try to win a shootout with Will Rogers and Mike Leach? I mean, I I think that's a recipe for disaster because, right. you know, I, I guess most teams, maybe you can win that way. But I, I just don't think that is – what you want to do is shorten the game and, and not give Mississippi State possessions. But I, but that goes against what LSU is actually good at. So, I don't – this is, this is a tough, tough matchup, Shane. And I – I had a Vegas odds maker, Shane. Yeah. One of the guys that sets the weekly lines, he reached out to me this week. I don't know if he wants me to put his name out there, so I won't do it. But he told me he put a sizable Heisman bet on Will Rogers this week to give you an indication of uh, he he's anticipating those odds to really skyrocket in the near future. That's why he's betting it now. Mississippi State just faced a, a quarterback – you know, I don't want to say he's exactly like Jaden Daniels, but, a, you know, a mobile guy. And mm-hmm. I think that gives them a leg up because they, they're basically facing the, a similar quarterback two weeks in a row, whereas LSU's defense, I mean, it's it's night and day. You, you never face another <laughs> offense quite like Mississippi State. You, you reference these receivers. Mississippi State's yeah. got four receivers that have caught 10 or more passes. They have 10 that have caught four or more. So good luck defending all these guys. Wager of the week, Shane, Mississippi State 33, LSU 20. And I th- I think really the only reason the spread is three is because, uh, like we've been saying, people are sleeping on Mississippi State and don't realize how good they are. They're going to know how good they are after this week. All right, final matchup, Shane, Miami at Texas A&M Aggies, favored by six. The over-under is 44 and a half as the lowest one on the docket, I think. Nine o'clock Eastern, goodness. Eight o'clock Central on ESPN. Miami beat Southern Miss last week, thirty to seven, for what that's worth. Do the Aggies bounce back after last week's defeat, or does it continue? Does the slide there in College Station continue for another week? Mike, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'll be real with you. I, and anybody out there that says they, they got a good idea, they're lying to you. They have not watched Texas A&M the last two weeks. Yeah. Uh, you know, Miami's red hot right now, and, and the Aggies are reeling, and they're reeling bad. So, do, do they clean it up in a week? Does 
does this offense change? Does does the play calling change? Does the quarterback change? Uh, I don't know. I, I I haven't seen it. I mean, what yeah. what makes you think that Jimbo's just going to all of a sudden flip the switch and then you know it, it's we again they've got tons of talent. It's a loaded roster, but that talent is not becoming product on the field and. I'm just a, I, I don't want to touch this one at all. They're, like if you talk if we were doing priority betting, this would be the last <laughs> one that I would put money on. So right. Um, what is the spread on this thing in, anyway? A and M favored by six, which is sad. There's no reason this should be a six point game against Texas A and M. But I, I'm just I'm just not convinced. But I hate Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I do. I do. I hate, I, I don't want them to be ever good ever again. You know, that, mm-hmm. that, that whole nineties thing, early two thousands, that ruined me. <laughs> I don't ever want to see it. They're just some of the most annoying fan base I've ever seen in my life. So, um, so I don't want them to be relevant and for them not to be relevant, they can't beat sec teams. Mm-hmm. So not confident at all. But I I want to say that this is a week that Jimbo says, you know what, let's try something different. Hell, we may even see Big Bad Brad's boy out there at quarterback. You know, you never know. Right. But they're going to have to do something different here because what they've been doing the last two weeks has not worked. How do they do it? Establishing the run. You still got a bigger offensive line. You still got better running backs. You still got a better quarterback. You know, make that work. Just beat Just beat the brakes off Miami. I'd love to see that. I just can't predict that score right now. So I've got Texas A&M winning 24, uh, but I got Miami covering them points at 21. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Miami Shane, uh, you know, their quarterback, he was ACC rookie of the year, ACC yeah. uh the offensive rookie of the year. I mean, he's won a lot of awards, 454 passing yards. He's completing over 73% of his passes, three touchdowns. And then Henry Parrish is their starting running back. He was at Ole Miss last year, 246 rushing yards on the season, back-to-back 100-yard games. Their offensive line has three linemen with 30 or more career starts. So this is a veteran offensive line. This this has, this has is dangerous, Shane. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Miami has got the number eight rushing defense in the country, Shane, and A&M's got the 114th rushing attack. So, mm-hmm. man, major, major mismatch. There it looks like, but the Aggies are expected to get back center Bryce Foster this week. Maybe that's the the missing piece of that puzzle. We've been hitting at how big the center position is in college football. Here's another kind of odd statistic, Shane. Miami is averaging 50 points per game. A&M's only given up eight and a half. So yeah, man, we got this is a matchup of of titans, so to speak, in in at least that regard. And that's where the game's going to have to be won, Shane. A&M's defense, you know, you hate to to ask them to, to carry the load here, but that is what's going to have to happen until the offense finds its footing. We keep, you know, saying, you know, is this, is this the week A&M wakes up? Is this the week? Is this the week? If they lose this ball game, Shane, the season's over. Yeah. They are going to be one of the worst teams in the SEC if they can't beat Miami, and it's a it's a shame it's come to this because Miami is uh, you know one of the. Do they fire? Do they fire Jimbo? 
No, I don't think they're going to, because he's owed like $95 million. (laughs) But I mean, that just adds to the misery, you know, because you're stuck. You're stuck with a head coach that, uh, but let's not even go down that road, Shane, because I'm right there with you. I think the Aggies somehow, some way manufacture some offense. I would love to see big, bad Brad Sund out there, Max Johnson. (laughs) I've been, that's the guy I've been calling for all off season. But, uh, you know, I, I don't want to put it all on Haynes King. They just they need to get this ground game going. That is the most yeah. important piece of the puzzle. Let's get Devon Auchain some touches. Hell, let's put Anaya Smith back there if we have to. We have got to generate some kind of offense here. And I'm going, again, I have no logic to making this pick, Shane, but <laughs> it, it it's – Night game, college station, season on the line. You just can't lose this one. Honda Morristown special, (laughs) Texas A&M 21, Miami 20. This game could go down to the wire and and the Aggies kick a field goal as time expires, just like they did against Alabama to, to get this win. I love it. I love it, man. Zero confidence. (laughs) (laughs) Well, brother, this has been a long one. You got anything else before we hop off the line? No, just don't forget tonight we're gonna do spaces, so jump on there, the Twitters, um, and we're gonna we're gonna talk a little. We're gonna talk about these picks. Yeah, you don't like them? Let's let's discuss it. You know, so uh, we've we've had a pretty nice showing last couple of weeks. Look forward to seeing everybody tonight. Uh, but other than that, no, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for some football, man. Yeah, and if you don't like them, like we said, jump on that wager app. Wager against us. Won't cost you a dime. Use that promo code SEC. But, uh, hey, that, I swear that's the final plug I got in me, Shane. That's going to do it for this episode of the show. I appreciate you joining me as always. I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. Bye, Hyundai.